Good afternoon. Luke Costello joins us today with hashtag Decolonize Cannabis, uh, all the way from Colorado, Denver, Colorado, representing Mac Technologies. And uh, he's going to share a little bit of information about that. I want to first enlighten uh, everyone a little bit about uh, our introduction, Luke and I. Uh, I came March 1st in by, by telephone initially and was a follow-up at the time I was information gathering into extraction facility uh, facility layout and build up planning and and such. So, from one to the next, I had uh, had uh, captured some attention and also actually learned a little bit about you for the first time. Quite a bit actually left me digging around for the last two months. And then uh, we've been planning for the last three weeks, coordinating when we can connect again, letting you know that we're getting a little closer. And then why today importantly. Uh, what we're all going to be able to learn from you and what Mac Technologies does down in the States, all through the States. You're a busy guy, man. I see you all over the place. Expos now virtual, like COVID, no setbacks that way. And I really appreciate you taking the time today, Luke, to, to get on uh, get online here with me today. And it's a, it's a bit of a background because as everyone knows in our audience as we're growing here, um, I'm a medical cultivator, cultivar, uh, producer, personal use only, nothing for sale, and uh, nothing fancy, but I do uh, take pride in the quality assurance measures that I've applied here at home. That's allowed me to take my cannabis production at a personal level uh, to the next level into the federal agenda on what they have for medical cannabis production, uh, hemp and research, re- or hemp, hemp and cannabis research, apologies on that, but then, uh, and that's through Cannabis Council of Canada, Purity IQ. Why I'm bringing that up is because beyond that, in my own exploration, my availability at home to do somewhat of extracts relies solely on a safe and appropriate method of decarboxylation. Sometimes at the time, uh, if my flower, for example, isn't at the quality standard, that would alleviate me, alleviate me from um, searching out, out sources online or the medical dispensaries, then uh, I am able to, at my 150 gram limit, decarboxylize that and extract, for example, into can of butter. Uh, that I prefer not to do too often. And basically because of the formulations and actually monitoring and keeping the amounts that I have, it, it also has to jive with what one of, to, to one of four of my plants that are also producing behind what I've done then. So learning about that, and getting excited about all of this stuff over the last month, realizing there's this entire world of extraction from technology. And I had a glimpse into it through uh, obtaining my education in cannabis industry specialization on some of the equipment that is coming to the forefront. But the, uh, the reality of the entire sector, the industry, the, 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 uh, the technology that does exist, the companies that exist and people like yourself, and I mean, you can see it and you can hear it in my voice right now. I'm kind of, I'm overwhelmed about like on it. So I'm excited to have you here today, Luke. I think everyone's going to learn a lot because here in Manitoba, we have a rural egg, you know, we're the hub uh, extraction. I project and I believe confidently, as you can see in places like you'll, where, where you're coming from, it's going to be on the charts. You know, you might not be a, a cannabis producer, you know, the product yourself, but extraction methodologies and extraction processing is definitely going to be at the forefront here in Manitoba and in Canada. So with no further ado, Luke Costello, thank you. Well, how 
about that for an introduction. Uh, appreciate it, uh, Jordan. It's been, you know, definitely a good journey uh, meeting you the last, you know, number of months. And I think it's important for good good people to know one another and, and um, for folks that, that have the education, the knowledge to get out there and really help help new communities come online um, all over the world. And so I think, you know, Manitoba and that, you know, your community and the, uh, the area up there in Canada is the next one. And, and it's exciting because where you guys get a little bit of a benefit and we were talking about this right before, you know, we jumped on. Um, but, you know, there's there's been a lot of advancements in this industry since um, since there have been a lot of countries and states, you know, locally here in the U.S. and then, you know, um, really worldwide, um, there's been a lot of learning um, that's happened the last handful of years. And I think that's an advantage for, you know, communities that can look to take a step back connect with folks like you and I, where the education can actually find its way there. Um, and then people can enter into an industry the right way and um, hopefully f find some success in it. So I think that's uh, that's ultimately what, you know, what we're here to do, um, what I'm here to do, you know, on a more personal level, but, you know, mock technologies, uh, you know, on a bigger level, that's that's what we came to the industry to do. So I appreciate the invite. Um, I've, I've enjoyed us connecting and certainly look forward to kind of diving in a little bit. And there's a lot of interesting things you can do um, extraction that doesn't have to be commercial scale equipment all the time. Um, there's a lot of cool things you can do on a personal scale. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about it. Awesome. Uh, Sheesh is always the cool one that's kind of fun. That's pretty easy to do it uh, at home. Oh, so, yeah, I would you imagine. Don't need, you, you don't need too much but, uh, but some filter bags and ice. Uh, it's, pretty, uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool if you go on YouTube. So that's always pretty cool. But, so, and that would be like the dry ice, the dry ice methods for Oh, no, it's, uh, it's literally just uh, you would dump your dump – your, uh, your flour into like a bucket of ice water. So water and ice and the, the cold and the agitation, it knocks off all your trichomes and then you put it through a little sift bag. Uh, and you basically just keep filtering out that water and as you filter it out of different layers, it's literally, it's an ice water extraction. So it's kind of cool. But Very cool. I'm yeah. not the most privy on that, but everybody can Google it. Uh, they will walk you through with a, a drill and a wooden spoon and a five gallon bucket and um, They'll show you how to make some hashish. Uh, it's yes. cool, but, uh, that's, that's like the OG extraction. So right. anyway, you know, there's, there's, um, it's a fun time in the industry. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's in, it, it sounds safe. That's the thing about that. I mean, and that's what, when you look at home scale and for myself, for example, like we have, uh, you know, aside from anything else, the it's pandemic. On top of that, we have a family of six here in our house, right? And an age category, right from our twins at five to Krista and I, and myself, I'm 42. So every second day, the children are all in school. And, uh, you know, it gives us an opportunity then. So I've kind of adjusted and everything and safety measures, ultimately number one. In Canada here, our cannabis, the Cannabis Act and the regulations, the goals of the Cannabis Act, number one concern, right? Keeping cannabis out of the uh, hands of the young. So... We've abided to that. We've adapted to that. Ultimately, because we were also presenting ourselves and in and, and the future is to come with Manitoba in an educational manner with connections like yourself and beyond, right? So the safe extraction methods, absolutely. If, that, if I mean, if it's available and there's learning curves, and that's kind of what I'm thinking about as a follow-up to our segment before, or sorry, after, after I air our segment later, our episode. So tonight I'll take some time and then what I've been doing through the rest of the week and then continue tonight is my own personal exploration and, again, information gathering. So as I find some of these videos tonight on uh, lesser technological, more home skill, appropriate, safe 
extraction methods, I will accumulate those into what I'll, I'll title as a soundtrack to similar to this episode. Um, and if you've seen previously on our, on our uh, YouTube channel in, in, in that soundtrack episode and the educational episode included a, uh, a clip, two clips specific to Denver, Colorado as well. One stemming from seven years ago, the, like the original onset of legalization, and then one more recently. But Denver, Colorado, it's it's a hot spot. Like you know, like Colorado in general. And I know in one of our original discussions, Roach, Colorado, right? Roach. That yep. place was, uh, yeah, went from under six hundred people living in it in the mid nineties to right. population twenty thousand. Like, and that that was all legal cannabis industry medical cannabis and then hemp production. And I, and I like, so that type of, uh, it's out there, right? The information's out there. So what I look at, the what I was, is, and I think, and, and, you know, just to add to that real quick, I think, yep. you know, what's, what the reason why Colorado really went full bore into it. I mean, obviously we were an early adopter, right. Um, you know, on the medical cannabis. Uh, so that gave yep. us kind of a head start to a lot of the other States in the U S but there's a lot of agriculture here. Um, and you know, I think that's an industry that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, hit, had some hard times and it hasn't, uh, you know, evolved a ton. Um, and it's really received a lot of pressure, um, you know, traditional ag, ag culture, right? Corn, sorbets, if you're growing right. and farming. And, and so I think, um, you know, hemp gave people an opportunity to have it, you know, a, a new avenue that they could go down. Um, and, uh, you know, there's been learning curves and not, not, not everybody that jumped full bore in right out the gates, um, you know, ended up so good, so to speak. But I think that was due to a lack of education, right? So there wasn't as much information and knowledge out right. there on how to do it right and how to be successful at it. Um, but, sorry, I just wanted to add that I think anywhere there's a lot of ag, um, there's there's a great opportunity, um, you know, in, on, on the hemp side, on the cannabis side, um, I mean, you name it. Um, you can grow you can grow <laughs> so yeah. um now now the the problem is we've got to have the right technologies in place to allow you to turn you know what you grow into tangible products that you can go sell and actually monetize and so i think um, we'll dive deeper into that on whether it's this show or you know future ones. right but that's but that's that's really the challenge right taking what you guys know and what we know on a small scale in your garage right doing extractions that are safe and efficient that you that that have been kind of tried and true so to speak for years that people have been doing you know, black market well before it started to become legal, but it's but it worked. And um, right. the challenge has been how do you take that what works at um, at this tiny scale, you know, in in uh, in the garage or in the basement, and then how do you turn that into a technology or a solution that works at a, a factory commercial scale? Right? Yeah. I think that's a that's the fun part. That's the challenging part. Um, that's that's the part that we've taken on our shoulders to try to help people solve. So it's fun because we play on all levels. You know, we're we work with folks in communities uh, and states and countries that are barely coming online. They're trying to figure out how to be compliant. What is compliant? What does that even mean? Right. Um, and to be honest with you, every single state in the U.S. has different compliance standards. Not only does every state have different compliance standards, every city, every county. Um, yeah. Some places you have to be compliant to this. You could be across the street in a different municipality and you don't have to have any of it. So it's um, right. there's not a lot of standardization yet. Um, and I think that just speaks to, call it the infantness of the industry, even here. And, yeah. and, and I mean, if it's still young here and we're the oldest, you know, we're technically the dinosaurs, right. you know, like, us in California, you know, we're, we're the dinosaurs here in the States and we're only five years old, right. you know, seven years old, eight. So, yeah, that's important. Absolutely important. That's, uh, 
That's interesting. And, and, and you mentioned because the regulation changes is a big thing. And for you, it can only imagine interstate, you know, and then, like you said, municipalities. The same, the same approach in the, that concept here is like the standardization, like three years into legalization. And but our conversation around Manitoba and Manitobans listening, we're still embryo. Because it's yeah. it's there's no zero to four limit per household for regular citizenship in Manitoba outside of medical permits permits. So, it I I like to bridge the gap. These discussions are important, so we know we're bridging the gap through medical cannabis education and then looking forward to uh, facility production, right, on a phase two scale and what Mac Tech. So I, I now that we talked about that a little bit though, so for someone like myself. Uh, if I was to adapt entirely to a method, let's say, that I preferred and, and was to move forward in consuming my medical cannabis as an edible or as, as you mentioned, as a hash. So like does, does Mock, Tech, Mock Technologies end up, uh, do you provide a, a home scale technological, like a home scaled system? uh of extraction at this point or is it is it still relatively commercially uh like stabilized to a a micro commercial to standard commercially yeah i would say you know we support um i think what's unique about us is you know the industry traditionally has kind of held the ways and the methods on how to do some of this stuff close to their chest a little bit um you know where it was harder to get an understanding of how to do ice water extraction or, or how to do a solvent based extraction. Um, I mean, there's, there was a lot of, there wasn't a lot of information out there. So it was really challenging for people to learn it. And what that, what that did in turn was make it hard on, you know, folks to get into the industry, right? It's like, where do you go to learn? And so, you know, I think what we came in to do, you know, when we came into the industry two years ago, um, I mean, technically we're a baby too, uh, so to speak in the industry, you know, we're an 87 year old company at our, at our core, but, um, you know, in this industry, we're still a baby. Um, but what we wanted to come in and solve first was the commercial problems because we saw supply chain issues everywhere. Uh, there's a lot of disappointment, um, from the, the, uh, the cannabis community in regards to, uh, manufacturers that were supporting the industry, um, just because there was just not turnkey solutions. There wasn't, um, there wasn't one person that was really defined as, you know, the standard for the industry. And so that left people kind of searching, um, for what was the right way to stand up a thousand pound a day extraction facility. Like that was never even right. Like you say that now and, 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 you know, in Manitoba, it's like a thousand pounds a day of cannabis. (laughs) People just keep cranking that through a machine every like, yes. Um, you know, that's, that's (laughs) happening. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's not the biggest, uh, that's no. not the biggest lab. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think it's, um, we saw that gap where the people were still using the same solution that you would have, you know, on your small scale, you know, doing it with three or four or five plants just to get a little bit of extra product and to make, you know, your personal use stuff out of right. people were doing those same techniques does, uh, at, at, at huge scales and, you know, horrible efficient like no efficiencies whatsoever um you know in in regards to their process there's a certain once you get to certain scales you have to address the problem a little bit different right um and so that's that's that was our first challenge so we wanted to come in to the industry and provide that ability for people to 
see something different to automate processes, to be more efficient, to lower you know labor costs, operating costs, to really look at it like a business and not just let's just extract, you know, like that's, the, uh, you know, that's, that's only part of the puzzle. So right. we first saw the commercial scale. And then now we've been able to build off that on both sides a little bit. We, we, we do extraordinarily large projects. And then we also do very uh, entry level, so to speak, kind of getting into um, we have solutions at every scale. So right. we, we really value ourselves in trying to work with, everybody um everybody deserves a good solution a safe solution um i think is important you know there's there's some methods and ways to do stuff that you can get by with um buying you know uh, a metal tub from somewhere overseas you know you can get that a lot a lot cheaper than you could if you bought it somewhere from the states normally yeah um, or now what is done sourcing you know um for a lot of this equipment came from overseas in the past so the point being you know there's there's options at every scale but I think for the benefit today, like I said, lots of information out there. So if you want to learn to do some extracting, make, you know, make some butters that you can end up make, you know, turning into food or make hash or, I mean, there's, there's, there's tons of stuff and a great education that you can do with household items, um, you know, kind of, kind of around on a legal scale. So, yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Impressive. So when and you say you mentioned and, and, you know you're fairly young and, and like you know and then that humble component because you're eight, eight Mac Tech's 87 years old right obviously a major player in the tech in the technology realm through North America five years into the cannabis industry here in Manitoba at our level here at this hashtag decolonized cannabis uh, and at a provincial cannabis industry and business consult not for sale product, right? Not no product, no not for sale that way. We provide education and we also provide ability to learn services 19 plus. So the 19 plus thing's a big here in Manitoba, but we can provide at this point from online Zoom meeting how to grow, how to medical grow, how to maintain that kind of stuff, canopy maintenance, uh nutrients and involved. Obviously, as we learning here from this discussion, Luke, I'm going to be exploring as also uh with legalities with my lawyer on now, how can I begin to possibly offer that uh, uh, can of butter extraction, for example, uh, carbon oxalization processes? And if, it's, if it comes down to making educational videos that I upload through hashtag decolonized cannabis, absolutely. Ultimately, these information, this information we're, we're having here today, it's, it's hitting the airwaves, right? And, and the, our, our Flourish Ventures limited uh, ship, right? That's, that's what we need to sail. We need this information to, to kind of rise the tide alleviate the stigma that's still kind of holding down and what you mentioned last there and what, what i'm bringing that up in the spinoff in is part of the the information package we're we're whooping up here in manitoba to two large-scale producers and small you know small-scale producers as well uh there stands one commercial extraction facility in manitoba we through the ctls uh uh, obviously, the like cannabis tracking and licensing system with Health Canada have plans and intentions for our phase two. It it is ultimately to be an extraction facility. While we do, or you know, we're gonna have our micro grow, medical and recreational, but we want to become that extraction hub, right for as many growers that we can at all different scales. And then, interestingly, we talked in, at the time we talked there a little bit about Roach, Colorado. Well, right here in Minnedosa, Manitoba, right in the valley here, we have Mohawk Ethanol Plant. And, and I think it'd be important as well on that discussion because let's say I'm not looking at saying let's bring in Mohawk right off the plant.
But that facility, you know, I mean, the technology and everything that would be there, similarly, those types of entities, those types of companies that might look in Canada and in Manitoba as to why, why would they look at uh, flipping into extraction facility technology? And and I'm painting that picture from our from our lens on Flourish Ventures Limited and hashtag Decolonize Cannabis. And with yourself here today is that uh, it's a crop recovery program, hemp and cannabis. Here, the stigma lives. It's still a little bit looked at. Even the, the, the words rolling off your mouth sometimes c- can still create that look. But it's a reality from the federal level. It's legal. It's globalized. It's happening everywhere. Leaders like yourself in the industry, personally and uh, commercially, right, are here to prove that and to show that. And, and so while we pitch that all around Manitobas and maybe people start to kind of captivate that, it's, is that, well, are you ready for another possible, you know, our climate change here? Look at Manitoba this week alone. We were from plus 18 to minus 15, up and down every day to the next, then snowed again last night. I, you know, so our, as producers are preparing a seed and ready to plant around here in Manitoba, these climate changes again, let's say for a third year in a row, how, how important, you know, is extraction facility development going to be for somewhere like Manitoba, a major producer in the agricultural business and the agricultural sector globally, if climate change, if other, you know, even to the point of, uh, getting pushed into greenhouse production, let's say, of, of your your microgreens and other, other greens, your other recovery options, right? And here, most importantly, we want that to be, to be. So we're trying to put that information out. We're trying to put the stats out. You know, we understand that there's a money compo- money to be made component for, for particular people in the industry. So we, we try to put that out a little bit in comparisons as to why it would make sense as hemp and cannabis for crop recovery alternatives here in Manitoba, you know, in the center of Canada. And, uh, you know, is it something that you might be able to speak to? I know we would definitely be looking at, and we're going to be carrying our conversations on having Mac technologies help us build up right from the ground. And I mean, it, it, that information now in closing for people to realize that you are accessible, right? They see it here today. They can be, you can be reached, you can be talked with. And more importantly, we're going to be looking at having you help us build a facility right here in Manitoba. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's it. You like, you nailed a lot of that stuff. If you don't mind shedding a little bit of light on that there, it'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it's a, it's a great question. And, you know, I think it's uh it's exciting that there's more and more people coming to the forefront with real solutions for people um, to, to, to really come into a community and help and to offer up something that's actually going to be beneficial and not something that sounds good or something that might have, you know, written, been written down a couple of times on paper, but it never practically was implemented or right. whatever the case is. Like there's a good blueprint these days. And I think that's, what's, that's, what's nice. Um, you know, we saw the pain points. If you guys were trying to get into the industry, five years ago, you know, I wouldn't be able to speak from a place of such confidence and saying, Hey, you know, there's a certain way to do it. You know, we understand if you have this many farmers on board that are growing this many acres, it'll produce this many pounds and that many pounds takes this size equipment to make, you know, to make, you know, to make these types of end products. So once you, you know, once you kind of understand the input data points and, and the right questions to ask, you know, then you can set it up right. And extraction had always been, and even today is still a little bit of a bottleneck in the industry because, um, you know, because we need more, we, 
we need more and better solutions, more innovation um, out of more people um, in this space. And, uh, you know, we're certainly committed to doing it and we're going to continue to. Um, but, you know, when you go about setting up an extraction facility, it's got to be versatile, but it's really got to support, I mean, what your what your goals are. I mean, if you're, uh, you know, if you're just going to extract it individually and it's going to go all back to the farmers, I mean, what are they going to do with it? Are they going to, right? <laughs> I mean, are they just going to sit on a bunch of distillate? Um, you know, that they make, which distillate makes like your vape pens or you can right. make, uh, turn distillate into like gummies or different edibles and stuff like that. But, you know, farmers aren't traditionally going to, you know, want to go out and make gummies and then no. you know, white label it, you know, and then that's right. it, right? And then, and then sell it on their online, you know, that's, that's not their jam. No. You know, they want to, they want to grow and then they want to sell their, sell their crop and make money, that's you right. know? So, so you have to have, you know, obviously extraction is important because that's, that's one part of the puzzle too. But you need to have that kind of whole supply chain defined, you know, from who's growing, how much being grown in the community, you know, how much do we need to be able to process or extract and what do we need to be able to make it into and then who's going to buy it, right? And so I think once you have kind of all those questions answered, you know, then we can go to work, you know, and put the whole plan together. Um, but I just think it's important. But I guess my point being, we know a lot more. We know it's not just, you know, you can't just do it one way, right? There's there's not just one way um, to get it done. That's uh, right. And so I think it's why we just want to make sure we ask all the right questions. We understand and get to know what you guys are trying to accomplish there in Manitoba. You know, what, what does the community really want out of it, right? And then we can really go to work. What type of methods? What type of end products? How are we right. going to go about it? You know, there's a lot of... A lot of different solvents get used. You mentioned, you know, there's an ethanol plant right there in town. Um, you know, we we specialize in cold ethanol extraction as one of our solvents. Um, you know, because it's very efficient, it's, yeah, um, very accessible. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and especially for you guys, you probably just run a pipe right across the street, right? And just, you know, <laughs> straight to the facility. But um, no, I mean, you know, there's there's just a lot of different ways to do it, and. Um, there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle, but I think, you know, there's more people coming to the industry and, and you know, two communities that are capable of helping. And, um, and I think that's important, you know, and I think one, one thing we'll definitely do on a follow-up one, you know, I spend, I, I, I live in Denver, um, but our manufacturing facility is in Port Huron, Michigan. Um, and I'm there often. I'm actually going out there in about 10 days. Um, but I'd love to do a tour on one of it one time, walk, walk everyone through the facility so they awesome. can kind of see, see, you know, the, the types of companies that are coming to support this industry. Um, and, and, um, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're partners in it. You know, we're not just selling equipment. We're not just, you know, selling consulting services. We're not just, you know, that's not, that's not what we're here to do. You know, we're here to put good education, you know, good knowledge out. We're not always the best choice for every project. You know, we'll, we'll tell you that sometimes that kind of surprises folks, but oh, um, you're you know, humble man and honest. Well, we just want to help. I mean, honestly, you know, we want to, we want to put a good foot forward. We want people to, to see who we are. We, you know, we're transparent. And so doing a tour of our manufacturing facility, we've actually, uh, we've got 200,000 square foot of manufacturing. It's, it, it, it's pretty unreal. We've got, you know, over 50 engineers on staff and we actually, <clears> uh, we're at, we're at uh, a licensed temp processor. So we can R and D our equipment on site. So we actually have our equipment. Um, like if you pull up mock technologies, we have our EES series, um, like cold ethanol, like automated solution. We have that equipment in our manufacturing facility operating. So when clients come on site, they can get their hands dirty, so to speak. Right. See the magic show. Let's see it in um, action. But, no one, but you know, that's, you'll, you'll hear that term a lot. See the magic show. Um, <laughs> people um, people want to see the equipment work or they want to see what you're telling them you can do. 
but there's a lot of folks that don't have the ability to to show them. It's like, well, yeah, like like you know, it looks good on paper. You know, it's like it looked good. You know, I have it drawn up. Just you know, buy it real quick, and then I'll make it, and then we'll we'll see if it works like it's supposed to. It, it makes me smile a little bit there because in, in the backdrop of our discussion too, I wonder how many, like you said, people want to see it, right? And and we we were talking that uh, home scale garage basement production and I wonder how often that's in somebody's mind when they want to see it, but without saying, I've seen this on this scale, you know, yep. let's see it at this scale. But the, the follow-up in the tour, Luke, that would be dynamite, dynamite, man, for sure. If you're down for that. We can definitely do, and I'm going to be following up everyone for the volume one. Uh, I'd like to have back uh, for follow-up discussions and interviews anyway. That would be excellent just to kind of see where we're at, you know, and then we have a little bit of time coming. So building up on, on where, we're, where we're at, Luke, you know, from March 1st to now, May 28th, uh, we can begin to announce our, uh, our phase two cannabis brand. So, I mean, that is uh, Canada Corporations, you know, and it's a federal... That's going to be a federal level situation right there. So uh, we're getting a lot closer when I actually basically kind of first announced everybody about 60 days ago. So yeah, we're getting closer to that. And these discussions, aside from hashtag decolonize cannabis, our follow-ups are going to be more professional and business on the side. And I think if we can reconnect again another time and show everyone what we've accomplished in that time frame, that would be even a, you know, just let, let the, let the, let the learning keep curving. That's what I say. Let the learning keep curving. There it is. No, 100%. You know, it's it's a lot of fun right now. You know, there's a, there's a lot happening all over. It's funny. You know, you guys are federally legal, um, and then you're just trying to get started on, 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 like, the state side and the community side, and we're the exact opposite, where we're federally illegal, but every state and every community is trying to adopt. Right. Uh, is trying to adopt it into their, into their plan and into their, in, into their communities because money uh, <laughs> yeah. you know at the end of the day you know the tax dollars you know they kind of speak for themselves so um anyway it's just yeah the irony in this industry is uh well there's a lot of it but it's fun right that's, absolutely that's here. it's great uh, thanks for joining us today luke if you have any closing sure. remarks for anybody else other than that uh i think this is this was great i, I appreciate it very much no, um, no, I'll just say, you know, uh, Mock Technologies on Instagram, um, I'm there as well. You can follow us on uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, literally we're all over the place. Uh, if you want me and more of my information, uh, Ping Jordan, find me, uh, very accessible and happy to happy to be a resource for, for anybody out there. So um, I'm sure we'll be seeing more of each other, but no, Jordan, really appreciate this. It's been a great, uh, great to get to know you, great to, great to get to know your community, and um, certainly look forward to continuing the talk, so. You're welcome, Luke. Appreciate it again anytime, man. And uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. For sure. Take care.